Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Pow, pow, pow. I'm up for it today. Let's go for it. Um, I've been playing a lot more tennis recently, trying to get fit again. I know there's a massive kind of fitness drive on Betfair Trading Community Forum. Um, so many of you guys are quite inspiring, really. You know, your stories of how you're going to the gym, you're playing golf, you know, doing all these sports, keeping yourself healthy, keeping your mind healthy. And I really think that helps with your trading. I think it makes a really big difference to trading. But this isn't a fitness podcast. Um, this is a trading podcast. And what I'm going to talk about today is something really interesting because what I find is that, you know, like I can, I can do a video on YouTube um, and I can do a podcast. And sometimes some of the things I explain, people don't quite get or they don't quite grasp why it's special. Um, so I'm going to kind of go into that a little bit today about why basically what we do on Betfair Trading is special and basically the difference it's made to my trading in terms of how it's improved me as a trader. Um, and Betfair Trading Community, obviously if you're a member, you kind of know a lot of this stuff, but you might not fully grasp it. And clearly some people don't from some of the comments I get on YouTube, just basically asking questions about how I come up with my selections and things like that when I've clearly shown on the videos the actual exact process I use. So what is it that makes the Betfair Trading Community software special? What is it that sets the football trading software apart? I always laugh actually because we, we often get the odd comment and you know to be honest 90% of the time well probably higher than that probably 99% of the time they've never actually viewed the software or been a member so they don't actually know what they're talking about. But it does make me laugh when people say, oh, well, this is stuff, you know, you can just get this for free and uh, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. There's no software out there that does it. And I'll tell you why there's no software out there that does this for free. Because it costs money to make. It costs a lot of money to produce software like this. It costs a lot of money to upkeep it. It costs a lot of money for even just for servers, let alone, you know, the marketing to get the sales to actually pay for the software development X, Y, and Z. Um, but what's really interesting is that I know that so many people don't actually grasp what the software does, what's so special about it. So one comment I got this week, I think really sums it up. I'd done an over 2.5 goals video, explained the filter, showed the selection process, the criteria I used. There's a couple of comments. So the number one comment was, I don't understand how you got those odds in my like results sheet. Most of the matches I look at that for over 2.5 goals, the odds are really short. So this is the first kind of misconception I think people have of the power of the software. The idea that I was presenting on the over 2.5 goals was basically showing you how to use the criteria to find selections that are strong, but also good odds, also good value. That's why we had a criteria where the, uh, the teams had to have overall 65% of their games finished with over 2.5 goals happening. But also the minimum odds of over 2.5 goals pre-match needed to be 1.65 or above. What the genius of this is, is that we're not getting a massive list of games where I'm looking and going, 
Oh well, these teams have 65% over 2.5 goals. Oh no, but the odds of over 2.5 goals are 1.33. That's not happening. So, sure, if you're just looking at results where teams have a high percentage over 2.5 goals, of course most of those games are going to have short odds. The kind of odds that just aren't value to back. They're not the games we're trading. They're not even the games I will see in my list because I don't want to see the non-value games. All I'm interested in is selections that are value. It's the quality over quantity approach that actually makes money when you're trading on Betfair. You know, um, and similarly, another kind of comment that was on the same video was, so do you just select your over 2.5 goals games randomly? Well, clearly not. Clearly not. The criteria, This is the whole point of the software, is that you can say exactly what criteria you want. So I knew I want games where both teams have over 2.5 goals 60% plus of the time. That's what I want. That's the, that is the criteria of the games. So that will already filter out most of the games probably that are due that day if not a lot of them now the second criteria was the odds where it has to be above 1.65 for over 2.5 goals well we know that if a team is generally having a lot of over 2.5 goals if a match you know that's coming up both teams have had a lot of over 2.5 goals the odds probably are going to be short probably shorter than 1.65 so, again, that eliminates a lot of the selections that would have shown up. And then on the screen, I get the handful of selections, or however many there are that day, that represent clear value. And that's then, then what I do with that is I then test it. So I don't jump straight on it and go, well, they represent value, so clearly they are value. I go, they should be value, they represent value, it looks like a value play, let's go and test it. And as you can see, if you watched that video a couple of weeks ago on YouTube, it actually shows that it does make money. We need to do more testing and then we go live with it. That's how the strategy kind of builder works. That's kind of the system I use to create strategies. Um, and that was just literally a strategy I created for a YouTube video. I wasn't even trying to find some special source, you know, secret ingredient Betfair trading strategy. And what concerns me is how many people kind of miss the genius of it. Because the genius is, I can literally say to the software, okay, I know what odds represent 66% chance of something happening. Okay? that Those odds on Betfair in decimals are 1.50. 1.50 says there's a two-thirds chance this will happen according to the odds. 1.50 recurring. Okay, very, very simple. Yeah, very simple. That is the odds. So I know if I set up a filter that is looking for matches where the teams are having over 2.5 goals 65% of the time, so I know that these teams should have a lot of over 2.5 goals. They should be strong for an over 2.5 goal selection then I know that that 65% that I use 
it's around odds of 1.5, maybe a little higher because it's 65% rather than 66. So it's, you know, let's say it's 1.53, 1.54, something like that. I know that if I'm getting a minimum odds, and remember the minimum's important here, your average odds are going to be higher because every selection that the software is going to throw up for you is going to be odds of 1.65 or above. And what you'll often find is that the odds will be way above 1.65. So your average odds are quite high. My average odds so far have been 2.10. Well, if I'm getting a strategy that can strike anywhere near 66%, and I know the odds of 1.5 would break even on average, well, I'll tell you what, odds of 2.1 are going to make a huge profit over the long term. So that's that's the genius of it. You can find value easily. Let, look, let's say I wanted to find, let's look at something like a different kind of odds range. Yeah, let's go, right, I want to find teams that have over 3.5 goals. I want to find teams that have over 3.5 goals 50% of the time. Right, so that's your first criteria. You go overall over three point five goals, fifty percent or more of the time. Yeah, and again, this is an average. This is not sorry. It's not an average. This is a minimum. So the minimum is fifty percent. You will get games where the teams have bigger than fifty percent over three point five goals rates. Yeah, and that's important to know. Because a lot of people just think, oh, well, it's on the limit. It's not. It's your average will be higher. But anyway, let's say, you know, you're only getting odds of 50% strike rate there. Well, what's 50% strike rate in Betfair decimal prices? It's 2.0. So what you could then do is go, okay. I want to find games where the teams are having over 3.5 goals 50% of the time. But I'm going to have an odds filter where I want the selections to be a minimum odds of 2.50 or above. So you know instantly this strategy should throw up value selections. It should it should show selections that where the odds should be close to evens. But actually, you're getting odds of 2.5 or above. Your average will actually be higher than 2.5 in this. Because your average will not be your minimum odds. The reality is you're going to get different odds ranges. And your your average will probably be much closer to like, I don't know, 2.7, 2.8, something like that. That's a huge margin of value. You know, 2.0 to 2.7, 2.8. If you can back something that should be a 2.0 shot, that should be an even shot at 2.8 every time, you'll make a fortune in the long run on Betfair trading, right? Now, the important thing to note here is that we need to then forward test. I really, I'm a massive advocate for forward testing strategies. And what I've found is that there's so much value in testing a strategy yourself for a few months just to kind of get a feel for it and see is this definitely the right one for me is this what works for me and is this strategy 
Good. Now, with back testing available, obviously you can do it maybe forward test two or three months before feeling pretty confident, right? But I still want to forward test. So there's always a value in forward testing, even while we're waiting for the football software back testing to become available, then it's okay because you can still test strategies, you can still forward test them, you can still create strategies. And actually that's worthwhile. And I've had a few members send me messages with successful strategies they've been trialing. You know, some of them got thousands of results and they're like, actually, you know, I'm feeling ready to take the plunge with the strategy. And I'm going, that's great. Start with small stakes and see how it goes. See if the see if it all matches up to what you kind of expected it to. And that's the key. The key is you just take a sensible, clever, financial strat you know, strategy. You use that as your approach to your trading. And realistically, you can't put yourself in harm's way. So let's say I've got a strategy, I've tested it thoroughly, it's done well, tick. That's a great first step. Second step, I'm gonna start trading it in very small stakes. You do that for a while and it does really well, tick. Okay, I'm gonna gradually raise the stakes and see how it goes. And that goes well, three ticks. You've gone through three stages of development there before you've even got into going on with your normal stake level. Now, for a lot of you guys, you're, normal, you're, you're starting out, so your normal stake level will be quite small anyway. So imagine how clever you're being with your money in this situation. You're not taking any real risk. You're, what you're doing is you're sensibly approaching your trading strategy, you're sensibly approaching trading on Betfair and you're actually doing it in a reason, very reasoned way. It's like any kind of trading. If you're trading the stock market, the last thing I would advise anyone to do is put a massive amount of money on a stock, no matter what they thought of the stock. Because what happens if it goes kaput? You've done your bankroll. So really what you should do if you're investing in stocks is split your portfolio, invest in something like an index where there's literally hundreds of companies and basically split and be clever with your finances to you know, mitigate and remove as much risk as you can. I think that's one of the keys. I always want to stress with Betfair traders. One of our constant jobs as professional traders or, or whatever level of trader you're at, semi-pro, beginner, one of your jobs is to remove as much risk as possible. I'm actually risk averse. I've done a podcast on that in the past. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. I'm risk averse as a person. You know, I don't really, I'm not really a big risk taker. I don't take a lot of risks not big risks. Everything I do is very calculated and that's intentional. And we should be intentional about how calculated we are with our risk in trading. One thing you don't want to do is become that stereotype that people who know nothing about Betfair trading think 
of professional gamblers, right? You don't want to become that stereotype. Somebody just punts their money, not being clever with it, not using a solid, sound financial infrastructure to do so, not testing properly, not starting with small stakes, having a fear of missing out. This fear of missing out thing is just, it blows my mind because the reality is, I get it, I get why people feel that. But the reality is, if you create a solid Betfair trading strategy, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. It will be a solid strategy. So the reality is, who cares if you have to wait two or three months longer to jump on it just because you're taking the necessary precautions to check that it's definitely a good one? Who cares? Because what's two or three months in the grand scheme of things compared to the rest of your life? You can find a strategy that will work for the rest of your life potentially for years and years. What I've noticed with Betfair trading is that it stayed constant. You know, maybe in the early days it was kind of different. The markets were different. Things behaved. You know, we didn't really know much about it. It was kind of a wild west. But now things have settled. When you create a solid, successful strategy, it tends to stay that way. And that is good news for us traders. That is really, really good news for us traders because we don't want things to change. You know, I watch I watch Richard Footer trade live, my dad. I watch him trade live all the time on cricket when I'm around him. And I talk to him all the time about trading. And the one thing that always amazes me. I'm, I'm quizzing him, you know, because cricket's not my main thing by a long shot. I'm much bigger on the football and I'm, I'm getting into horses a lot more now. And so I'm always intrigued by cricket, you know, and why not? Hey, one of the best cricket traders in the world, why not talk to them? The thing that always amazes me is that I come away from those conversations thinking he's not really changed anything. He's not changed his approach. It's the same tried and tested strategies that are making money month after month, year after year. Because people think that we have a bigger influence on the market than we really do. You know, even as traders, the reality is we have no real influence on the market. No traders actually do. No matter how good they're, honestly, no traders have an influence on the market. I'll explain why. The big, big money on Betfair is seeded by bookmakers, people laying off liabilities, mainly bookmakers, like I say, you know, really, really big gamblers from like Asia and places like that. Most of the money on Betfair is not coming from Betfair traders. It's coming from just, you know, gamblers and, and to be honest, the majority of it, bookmakers. You know, I've known bookmakers who offset liabilities on Betfair. Why not? If you're a bookmaker, someone's just come into your shop and back Man United to win at 1.5 and put a grand on. Well, you might want to remove some of that risk, especially if you're a smaller bookmaker. Oh, I can lay this. Sorry, I can back Man United here on Betfair at 1.7. Well, I might as well offset my risk and I've made a profit no matter what happens. I mean, why the hell, if you think about it, if you're a bookmaker, why the hell wouldn't you remove your liabilities on Betfair as much as possible? Get some free money 
happening. I mean, wow, that's the, that's a great situation to be in. I've known on-course horse racing bookmakers who do the exact same thing. They get a big bet on a horse and they remove the liability on Betfair. And they make a lot of money doing that. So it's really important to kind of remember our place in the market that actually we're a small percentage of the total money on Betfair. And that's the thing that essentially something that's value, a strategy that's good, a strategy that's value is likely to remain so. And so don't have a fear of missing out because you're not missing out. You will get on it when it's good, when the time is right. And if it's been doing well and you've tested it properly, you should make money over time. You should make money. I mean, often when you do these things, you get that kind of sods law effect where you'll first start out and you'll be like, oh, it's not performing as well as I expected or right out of the gate. Well, I, th I think there's a clear reason for this that actually makes logical sense is that what you're expecting right out of the gate is to hit the exact same percentage you were in testing. Well, the problem with testing, testing is over a much larger sample size. So let's say you start first day. Well, let's say you have a strategy that's winning 80% of the time. Suddenly you trade it for a day. And since you've gone live, it's only winning 50% of the time. Well, that feels awful, right? But the reality is, if you go back through your testing, there'll be many days where you only hit 50% strike rate. But it's the brilliant days that counteract that. And actually, because your average is doing well and really high, it's pretty normal that you're going to get drop-offs on the daily and even potentially on a few days or weekly. What you should be looking at is the longer term where you go, well, in three to six months, this should still be performing as well or close to what it was in testing. And if it's not, that's when you really need to take another look at it. Anyway, guys, I hope you found this podcast helpful. I know it's been a kind of bit of a mishmash of topics here. Um, the main message I want to get across is just the genius of the software. Because that's the reason we created the software on Betfair Trading Community to make your trading as easy as possible, to make it possible for you to get selections, value selections literally handed to you on a plate each day from the strategy you create. And it works. It's working. I'm getting people sending me profitable strategies all the time. People who wanted me to review their results. And I love that. I love seeing how much it's working. So if you're not a part of it and you've not been sure, then I really do think that it's something you should at least consider seriously. I mean, especially if you're listening to the podcast. Um, because you can then get an, an idea of the actual psychology that we have. Um, but, you know, to all traders, what I want to say is that essentially, you know, test properly, do things the right way. And you know, like deep down, you know what's sensible, what's clever. I think when people place a trade, they know. I have so much confidence when I place a trade on a strategy that I've tested thoroughly that even if it loses, I'm not that bothered because I know that over time this strategy should make money. When I don't do that and I place a trade without doing the testing X, Y, and Z, I don't have a lot of confidence. That can lead to mistakes. That can lead to getting money out at the wrong time. And my God, have I done that a few times and wish I hadn't. 
but that's another story for another day um i hope you all have a great week guys or great few days and uh, most importantly make some money trading on betfair